Welcome to Words That Move, your companion on your journey to unlock your full potential, achieve your dreams, and become the best version of yourself through motivational speeches, personal stories, and practical tips. We're here to fuel your ambition and remind you that the power to create your reality lies within. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. There's only one way you succeed long term. Anybody can get lucky, do something for a period of time, but real success in any measure whatsoever comes when you do more for others than anybody else. There's no other way to do it. You find a way to add more what? Value. And if we find a way to add more value, we can be superior in the marketplace, but we can also be superior in our own lives. We can enjoy our lives at a different level. We can have a different set of pride that isn't fake. It's not ego. Ego is when you try to make it better than it is, and you know the truth is it's not. But when you really are in a position, hello, when you're in a position where you own what you're about and you know what you're here to deliver and you deliver it on a significant scale, then you have an opportunity to really experience not only success but fulfillment. And I know you're raising, working to raise a million meals and uh, I'm very, very into hunger to say the least, primarily because I was so hungry at that stage of my life. And my life was completely changed because when I was 11 years old, we had no money and no food and we gotten used to that, but it was Thanksgiving, which makes it more emotional. And my parents were saying and doing things that after you say them, you can never take them back. And it was very profoundly painful, obviously, for myself as the oldest and trying to keep my brothers and sisters from hearing it. But it profoundly changed me because that day, something changed my life. And it was somebody simply coming and delivering food. And it wasn't the person wasn't giving it. It was a delivery guy. And it wasn't a happy moment for my father. It was interesting. Um, I, you know, my yell, bad mom and dad are yelling at each other. My mom's saying things to my father. You haven't taken care of us. Pretty painful moment and the door happens and I go open the door and there's this tall guy standing there with these big bags of food and on the ground beside him he had this pan with uncooked turkey. And he said, is your father here? And I said, just one moment. And I sprinted to get my dad thinking this was gonna be the most euphoric moment you could possibly imagine. Like God had come by and surprised us, somebody cared about us, whatever you wanted to frame it. And my father came to the front door begrudgingly when he saw the man, he got very angry. And he said, you know, we don't take charity. And he went to slam the door. And the man was a very tall guy, and he put his arm or shoulder against it, and he kind of bounced off of him. And he said, sir, this is not charity. Everybody has tough times. And somebody knows you're in need, and they want you to have a beautiful Thanksgiving. Please accept this gift. My father got even more intense and started saying, I don't accept charity. And this time the man put his foot there and bounced off of it. And then he said to my father, that I thought my father would hit him. He looked at my father and said, he looked at me in the background and said, don't let your family suffer because of your ego. It was intense words to say. My father didn't know what to do. He grabbed the food, he slammed it down, he slammed the door. And I tell you the story because everything in our life is controlled by three decisions. And those three decisions I'd like you to look at today because I really want to deliver for you. I didn't come here to do a speech. I love Mark dearly. I really want to serve you and you all giving the greatest gift you have, your time. You get your money back, but you can't get your time back. And so I really want to serve you. And I think one of the most powerful things we deserve is have you become clear of what the controlling force is that's controlling the quality of your life. And you and I both know it's not the amount of money in your pocket. It's not who you know. It's not even what you've been through. It's really the decisions you make moment to moment about a couple of different things. And the three decisions I made in that moment that I'd like to pull your attention to just real quick are, in this moment you're making these three decisions, by the way. The first one is, what are you going to focus on? And that day, my father focused clearly 
on the fact that he had not taken care of his family. And whatever you focus on, you're gonna feel. In fact, many of us in this room, who's ever focused on something, you were thinking something horrible was gonna happen, you experienced the pain of that failure or that challenge in your life, and then it never ever happened. And if things aren't bad in your life, you can always think of shit that hasn't even happened yet and feel bad in advance. But many people do. Because whatever you focus on, you'll feel. Write it down, focus equals feeling, because if you start to take control of your focus, you take control of your life. But that day he focused on the fact that clearly he had failed his family and that was the meaning. The second decision you make is what does it mean? As soon as you look at something, think about something, focus on it, you decide what does this mean? Is this the beginning or the end? Is this punishment reward? Is God trying to hurt me or trying to challenge me? Or is this nothing to do with God? I was just being a lazy bastard. Right, the meanings we give to things control our life. If you think it's the end of a relationship, are you gonna behave the same way as you think it's the beginning of a relationship? In the beginning of a relationship, when you're totally in love with someone, what will you do for them? Tell me, what will you do? Make the sound of what it's like when you're totally in love out of your mind. Just go ahead and make that sound. It's been a long time for some of you, I can see really clearly. Let's try this time. How about totally in love and passionately desiring this person? Like you can't wait to touch them, make love to them, be with them. So when you have the meaning that this is the beginning of the relationship and this person's the most incredible thing and you will do what for them? What will you do? Anything. What if you were that way with your client? What if you are that way with... Your internal customers, because your partners, you go, well, we have real sexual problems with HR, that would be the real challenge. But if your commitment was the same, when you're in that place, you do anything in the beginning of a relationship, in the beginning of a relationship, if your partner said, would you take out the trash? What do you say? Take out the trash. Happily. But after about seven days or seven weeks or seven months or seven years or 70 years, one day, someone said, would you take out the trash? You go, what do I look like? You're janitor. You go, what happened to our passion? I'll give you a clue. If you want a relationship to last, if you think it's coming to the end, do what you did in the beginning and there won't be an end. Because when you think it's the beginning, you behave differently than the end. The meaning we associate to things controls our entire lives. It's not that your mother or father died that's giving you suffering. Certainly that's painful. It's the meaning you think it shouldn't have happened. When we take control of the meaning, it's the only thing we can control our lives. We can't control events. We're living now where technology is happening so rapidly. It's magnificent what it does for our lives. But we all know with that technology, our psychology is not developing as rapidly. And as a result, the world's changing. And a lot of us that have learned to engage with technology and use it to maximize most people in this room. Because lots of people use technology to disengage, to be harmful to themselves and to other people. It's not a one-way street. So I'm interested in how to maximize the psychology side. That's why I'm sharing this with you. So you can increase both your leadership skill but who do you have to lead first to be effective, my friends? Who? Yourself. And so good to see what's controlling you. Well, what I'm focusing on is controlling me. You can focus on something, you make yourself crazy. You can focus on something emotional, you feel great. In this moment, you can be worried about Ebola, because we all know it's coming. People are freaked out all over the world. 36,000 people die a year of flu, and the whole world is focused on Ebola. Because the news is not designed to inform you, it is designed to startle you. Because that's how you sell things. So if you let someone else take control of your focus, your life will be in someone else's hands. So first decision is what you're gonna focus, second meaning. My father that day focused on he had to take care of his family and the meaning was, I know what it was because he said it out loud, that I'm worthless. And when you come up with a meaning, it produces an emotion. And if you and I wanna look at the quality of our life, there's only a way to find it, one way really, that's real. How do you feel every day? If every day of your life you got a billion dollars and every day you feel guilty, or angry, 
By the way, nothing worse than an angry rich man or woman, isn't there? You just want to slap them, don't you? How do you have the right to be angry? They find a way. But if you got a billion dollars and you're angry and you're pissed off and you're guilty all the time, what is the quality of your life? Angry, pissed off, and guilty. If you have nothing, I live in Fiji a portion of the time, I have a home there and a resort there and kind of two families of villages there that I interact with the last 25 years. And when you go to Fiji and you walk down the street or you drive by, people jump up and they yell, Bula, 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 which means welcome, be happy, we love you. And you drive by five minutes later and they jump up, Bula, Bula, Bula. And you're going like, what drugs are they taking? No one's paying them. But they're just, they're so happy. They're in such a different state. They've learned to focus on something else and come up with a different meaning for life. But if the meaning is it's the end, if the meaning is that you're dissing me, if the meaning is you don't care, whatever meaning we come up with, that affects the third decision, which is what am I gonna do? And what people do is based on the meaning, because the meaning creates emotion. Right? You can be miserable no matter what you have, and you can be euphoric having nothing. We all know it's true. In fact, is it possible to learn to let, for example, all hell could be breaking loose around you, and you could just be sitting in a chair in this centered space, all hell breaking loose, and you could still feel great? Is that possible? Yes or no? So we have to be good at not only controlling the internal world, but our external world. And that's shaped by what we do. And what people do is based on their emotions and also their role models. That success does not mean taking, that success can mean truly growing and giving that money, resources, and opportunity are things to be shared. They're things that are tools for a quality of life that you're able to enhance for people and for yourself and your family. Pretty beautiful thing. My father that day decided what to do was, if I failed and I've been worthless to my family, I must leave. And he did. And to me, it was the worst day of my life. I'll never forget it. I loved him more than anything. I had four fathers. He's the one I finally got attached to. It's like, mom, I'm confused. But then finally, Years later, I got the benefit of it because out of all those experiences and all that pain, that day I made three different decisions. First decision is I just decided to focus on something different than him, and that's the power we have. We get to decide what to focus on, and my decision number one is, I want to focus on the fact there's food, what a concept. But the most powerful thing to change my life was meaning. I said, what does this mean? Because my father had always said, my mother had always said, nobody gives a shit, nobody cares. Don't care about anybody, they don't care about you. And that day I had physical evidence. Those you bringing food, I want you to know that's not just food. That's called love for someone. That's called hope for someone. That's called surprise for someone. And that day for me, I went, strangers care. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and follow us for more episodes of Words.Move.